Why did God turn over the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah? And furthermore, if you look into verse number 24, it says God brought sulfur, brimstone, and fire upon the two cities of Sodom and Amorah, or Gomorrah. And then he turned over all four cities. There were four cities here. Sodom, Amorah, Adma, and Sevoim. So only Sodom and Amorah got the fire and the sulfur and the brimstone. However, the other two cities were turned over together with Sodom and Gomorrah, but they did not receive Esh v'gofris, the fire and the sulfur. What's the difference between these two cities and those two cities? Furthermore, why was Sodom and Gomorrah so evil? And what caused God to bring such divine retribution to destroy them? Sodom and Gomorrah were cities in which you were not allowed to help other people. Anyone found helping another person was punished. Believe it or not, this is the reality. As the prophet Ezekiel tells us, it's a place where they did not do any charity for the poor. However, what ultimately caused God to destroy the city was the following story. There was a young girl who gave food to a poor man. And this was, again, a big crime in Sodom and Amorah. So what did the people do? They took this young girl, they stripped her from her clothing, they probably raped her, they tied her hands and feet together, they put her on top of a roof, they poured on her entire body honey, and they allowed bees to come and sting her to death. Says the Medvish, this was the final straw that broke the camel's back. And God said, now I know I need to destroy this city. This is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. This is today present Hamas. And now we understand why cities like this need to be destroyed. Now, we still need further observation and further explanation of why the first two cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed through fire and sulfur. And the other two cities were turned over together with Sodom and Gomorrah, but did not have this divine retribution. The pastor tells us, by Yoimer Hashem, in chapter 18, verse number 20, it says, and God says, the cries of Sodom and Gomorrah are great. And their sins are very, very heavy. Implying that even though all four cities were bad, primarily these two cities were worse. And therefore they got a worse punishment than the other cities. How do we understand this? If you go back to the portion of Lech Lecha, last week's portion, it talks about the five kings. 
And there it says, the king of Sodom, what was his name? Bera. The king of Amira, what was his name? Bersha. The king of Adma, his name was Shinov. The king of Tzavayim, his name was Shemaver. What does it mean? Rashi goes on to explain the meaning of these four names. The king of Sodom was called Bera, evil. Ra, evil. Bez Ra, as the Rebbe explains. Two types of evil. There was evil between man and man, and between man and God. A double evil. There was idolatry, which is man and God. There was promiscuity and immorality, that is man and God. And then there was thuggery between man and man. Who was the king of Amoira? Bersha. Who's that? Says Rashi, he was worse than Bera. He has the extra shin. He also did evil between man and man, and evil between man and God. The other two kings were Shinov. What did he do? He was a sone, which means he hated God in heaven, implying the sins here were only between man and God. Shem Aver, what was he? He put wings on his hands like a bird, and he would constantly fly, trying to reach God and to rebel against God. These were the kings of these four cities. Now, God turns over these four cities. But being that the latter two cities were only between man and God, they were not punished as much. How do we know this? Where do we see this from? We've got to go back a previous parsha to the parsha of Noah. So really, Noah, Lechacha, Vayera is really one long story. What happened in Noah? In the portion of Noah, we find two stories. One is the story of the flood, how God destroys the entire world. Then, we have the story of the Dor HaFloga, the generation where they built the Tower of Babylon. Now, Rashi explains the following two scenarios, and he asks the question, why is it that the generation of Noah, the generation of the flood, the entire generation was destroyed by a flood? Why is it that the generation of the Tower of Babylon was not totally destroyed. What did God do? He confused their languages, and they created some sort of a civil war, but primarily the majority of the people survived. What's the difference? And listen to the difference. It says Rashi that the generation of the flood was full of Hamas. Hamas is thuggery, which is a sin and violence between man and man. The sin of the Dura of the Tower of Babylon, was between man and God. They said, let us build a tower and fight God. Now God himself is moichel on his covet, which means he forgives his own personal honor. You want to fight against me? Not a problem. But when he sees that there is sinner, there's hate between humankind, that is worse 
in the eyes of God. And because of that, he brings a flood and he destroys the entire world. And the same is true between Sodom and Amorah and Adma and Savoyim. These four cities. It is true, they all deserved to die. But Sodom and Amorah were worse because of the fact that not only did they rebel against God through idolatry and immorality and promiscuity, but they also violated man and man. And because of that, they were punished a lot worse that they had fire and sulfur that first burned them, which brought upon tremendous pain and suffering on these people. Now, why is it that a sin between humankind is worse than a sin between man and God? And the answer is because the purpose and the objective of the world is Lasheves Yisada, to have a world that we can grow and develop and maintain and survive. However, when people kill each other and people hurt each other and people disrespect one the other, then there is no chance for the world to survive. God created a world for survival that the world should sustain itself. People should help each other. And when this is missing, then God regrets creating the world, and that is why he brought the flood. So this is why, when it came to Sodom and Amorah, God added to the pain and suffering by bringing which is fire and sulfur upon the city. Let us take this a step further and understand this based on Kabbalah and Chassidus. Sodom and Amorah represent the concept of the antithesis of shalom va'achdot, the antithesis of peace and unity. They allude to the world of tohu, the world of chaos and corruption. We are told in Kabbalah when God created the world, he made many worlds before this world. He first began with the world of Tohu. The world of Tohu had tremendous lights, tremendous energy, but the vessels were not strong enough to sustain the light. And therefore there was the Shivirata Kalim, the breaking of the vessels. What was the real reason behind it? That each vessel was independent. They said, we don't want to work together with the other vessels. We don't want to collaborate. But rather, we are totally independent one of the other. We don't care about the other vessel, the other attribute, the other light. We are only concerned about ourselves. And because of that, the world of Tohu was destroyed. Shvirat HaKelim, there was the breaking of the vessels. There was an explosion. It blew apart. That was the world of Tohu. This is the world of Sodom and Amorah. This is the world of modern-day Hamas. Then you have 
the world of Tikkun. After God created the world of Tohu, he created the world of Tikkun, which is the world of fixing. There, the vessels work together. And because of that, you're able to internalize the light of the world of Tikkun. However, the light in the world of Tikkun and the energy of that world is not as strong and great as the world of Tohu. This world of Tikkun alludes to the cities of Adma and Tzvayim that violated the commandment between man and God, but they worked together in collaboration. Now, the objective is both. The objective is to take the lights of Tohu and bring them in to the vessels of Tikkun. So you have infinite light, and now this infinite light is within the order of the vessels, and they are collaborating one with the other. This is the objective of creation. Now we understand, based on this, the statement in Ezekiel. Ezekiel says, the Mashiach will come, God will rebuild the city of Sodom. Now why does God want to rebuild the city of Sodom? If so, Sodom was so terrible and God destroyed it, why rebuild it? But the answer is that in Sodom lies these tremendous power of energy that God wants to harness in the world of Mashiach. And this also explains another statement in the book of Tehillim, in the book of Psalms. It says, Matsasi as David Avdi, I have found my servant David, says Almighty God. Now, where did he find him? Says the Medrash, God found David in the city of Sodom. Why in Sodom? Because Sodom represents this infinite energy which we need to harness. And that is the objective of Mashiach, to take this chaos and unite it with the world of Tikkun, with the world of fixing and the world of order. So why did God destroy Sodom? He destroyed Sodom because there was one young little girl that was crying. And God heard her tears and came to her rescue and destroyed the entire city of Sodom and Gomorrah. How many babies were crying on October 7th? How many women were raped? How many people were tortured for God to come down and hear the cries of his people? But today, today we are united. Today the entire Israel is united. Am Yisrael is united throughout the entire world. We are truly united as one. So Sodom and Gomorrah and Hamas, they want to bring divisiveness. And we, the antidote to Hamas, we unite and we become one. 